our first session now on 1 Thessalonians 5, 6-11, I want to focus on one of the great things about Christian ethics or Christian behavior, namely that what we ought to do or what God commands us to do is always built on who he says we are and what our condition already is. So we're going to talk about the indicative, an indicative statement is a statement of what is, and corresponding to indicative is imperative, imperative, and imperative is a statement of of what ought to be, it's a command of God, and corresponding to the command is our condition. Now, the point is this, and then I'll show it in the text. There are hundreds of imperatives in the New Testament. Statements that we should be a certain way, commands of God to be that way, to act that way. And what is peculiar and glorious about Christianity is that all of these are built on. I had room here, I'd put these right on top. This is the building block. This is what must be true in order for these to be what they ought to be. Because he states as an indicative fact what our condition is. Therefore, he commands us to be what we ought to be and to become what we already are. Okay? Father, I pray that is, as we see this reality now in this text, that you would show us how to obey. That we don't obey in order to establish an indicative that doesn't exist, but rather we obey out of the power and the confidence of the indicative that already exists. Show us this and make it real in our lives, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's back up to the preceding verses and notice the indicative from which this therefore is going to come. So here we are. Verse 4. You are not. That's an indicative statement. In darkness. That's not your location. That's not your reality. You are not in darkness. You Christians. You chosen ones. Remember back in chapter 1, he said, I know that God has chosen you because you received the word 
in affliction and much joy in the Holy Spirit. So they are God's chosen ones, which means they're not now as believers in darkness, brothers, for that day to overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light. So you're not in darkness, you are of light, born of light, sons of light. That's who you are. That's indicative. That's your condition. You are sons of the day. That is not a duty. That's a reality. We are not of the night. We are not of the darkness. These are all indicative, strong, powerful statements. That's who you are, Thessalonians. God has done that. God chose you. God brought you to himself. God gave you the Holy Spirit. The word is at work in you. This is who you are. Okay? Now, therefore, here's where duty comes in. So this is reality. And this is now inference and duty. Therefore, because that's who you are, don't sleep as others do. Keep awake. Be sober. These are imperatives. These are imperatives. First there was the indicative. Now there's the imperative. And the therefore connects them to show that this, don't sleep, stay awake, be sober, are, are being built on the indicatives of verses 5 and 6. And then he gives a ground. So this built on verses 5 and 6, and now he gives some more foundation. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, sound familiar? So of the day is the same as sons of the day. Here, you are all sons of light, sons of the day. And here he just shortens it down. We are, we are, this is indicative. We are of the day. Therefore, understand therefore here. And the reason we understand therefore here is because of this since. Since we are this, therefore this. And what's the therefore? Just like this one. Therefore, be sober. So just like this, be sober was this therefore built on the indicatives of verses five and six. And now this indicative, since we are of the day, therefore be sober. And that sobriety includes the commands, put on the breastplate of faith, put on the helmet, faith and love, put on the helmet of the hope of salvation. Now here comes another argument, just like this one. And it's going to be another indicative. So be sober. Put on the breastplate of faith and love. Helmet the hope of salvation because God has not destined us for wrath, but has destined us to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's your destiny. You are predestined for salvation, not for wrath. And since this is a for here, reading backwards, it becomes a 
Therefore, therefore, put on the helmet of hope. Therefore, put on the breastplate of faith and love. Therefore, let us be sober. Finishing this. Because, be sober, put on the armor. Because God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us to secure this, so that whether we wake or sleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you're doing. And that's how Paul is doing it. That's how we should do it. Remind Christians who they are and beseech each other to act in accordance with who they are. So crucial. This is unique to Christianity. Let me show you three other places in Paul where he talks like this, just to underline it. Colossians, you have died with Christ, you Christians, and your life is, these are all indicatives, hidden with Christ in God. And there comes the imperative. Therefore, put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. You have died, so be dead. Live like the dead. Put to death what has died. Here it is in Romans 6. We know that our old self was crucified, indicative with him, in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So, Another word for therefore. Therefore, you must reckon yourselves dead. You're dead. So be dead. Reckon yourselves dead because you were crucified. Here it is one more time. Probably the most obvious one. The most striking. 1 Corinthians 5. Cleanse out the old leaven. It's a picture of sin as leaven that would uh, penetrate the whole lump if you don't get it out. Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump that is free from sin as you really are unleavened. Isn't that great? Because of the grand indicative reality, you really are unleavened. Get the leaven out. Of course, it sounds paradoxical because Christianity is that way. Christ has died. For Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. And because he's been sacrificed, Paul is teaching we are unleavened. That is, our sin is covered, it's gone, it's forgiven, we're justified. To what end? So that we might get the leaven out, get the sin out. That's Christianity. That's Christian living. So all through this text, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 to 11, the, the imperatives 
what ought to be the commands are built upon the indicatives, what is our condition. That's the glorious uniqueness of Christian living.